Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Today we're going to talk about idioms related to getting married. And we're doing that because after returning to work uh, last week, after the Christmas and New Year holidays, a few of you appeared with rings telling me that your husbands or wives asked you to get married or more appropriately asked you to marry them. Yeah, they, they, they didn't ask you to get married to somebody else. They asked you to marry them. Mm. So we're going to look at some idioms about getting married. Yeah, I was quite surprised, actually. I didn't realize Christmas and New Year was such a romantic time for all of you. But uh, clearly it is, at least for some of you. Anyway, before we do that... Some news uh, from the UK headlines. Well, first of all, I see David Soul has passed away. You might remember him. He was an actor uh, from America, although he lived in London for, I think, a huge chunk of his life. And he was in Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. That was uh, those two detectives uh, I think they were actually policemen and they used to drive a big red car with a yellow stripe on the sides. David Soule was one of the actors and then there was Paul Michael Glaser, I think was the, the other one. Oh, very interesting people. Well, anyway, David Soule <clears throat> has passed away. He was 80 if you don't remember him from the TV show Starsky and Hutch, you might remember him as a singer. He had a big hit with a song called Silver Lady, which strangely I was singing to myself last week. I don't know why, but uh, it's up there as one of my favorite songs, probably because I can't get it out of my head. Uh, lovely song. Yeah, I like David. So one of the reasons why I liked him and uh, uh, other TV shows like that is because in the 1970s, the hero figures for children in those days were usually dark haired and they had dark eyes as well. So for me, I was growing up as a little blonde-haired boy with blue eyes. So we didn't really have many heroes to look to. And in Western culture, I know it's very different in parts of the world, but we need heroes, people to admire. And if you look at, for example, Superman, Spider-Man, and all of these kind of heroes, they were all dark-haired with dark eyes. So... Little blonde-haired boys didn't really have any hero figures. So Starsky and Hutch, Paul Michael Glaser had dark hair, and David Soul had blonde hair. It was the same with um, the Dukes of Hazard. That was another one. They they had one man with dark hair, and one man with blonde hair. They were usually side characters. I mean, I think in Starsky and Hutch, Paul Michael Glaser was the lead character 
and his friend who was always with them. The second character was the blonde-haired one. It was always like that. So that's why I uh, liked David Soul. Yes, yes. But anyway, that's just a little headline from today's news. Another headline is that the Spice Girls, if you remember them, that was that band from the 90s, which was part of the Britpop movement. Uh, they're being honoured by appearing on our postage stamps. Now, you might remember last year I was telling you that another uh, pop group, I can't remember which one it was, I think it was Iron Maiden, they also were on our uh, postage stamps for a while. Uh, our postage stamps regularly feature characters not only from British life, but just celebrated figures from around the world. Uh, you don't really see them so much on letters. You see them more um, being collected. So the post office sells them. And when you're posting a letter, you can ask, you can say, oh, can I have one of the new stamps, please? Or can I have... Uh, whatever pictorial stamps you have at the moment. At Christmas, I try to do that when I'm sending postage stamps abroad. I often go to the post office with my Christmas cards and I say, excuse me, can you use pictorial stamps? Because I think people from other countries would appreciate that. I mean, the fact that I have to ask <laughs> probably says something in itself. Um, but quite often they just tell me no, they don't have any. But these postage stamps uh, can be used on letters, but you can buy them in special packs uh, if you collect stamps. And they're producing some of the Spice Girls. Uh, that was um, Posh Spice, Scary Spice, Sporty Spice. Yeah, it's it's something now in history, isn't it? Uh, so they'll be appearing on our postage stamps. So if you get a letter from the UK in the coming days, you might see um, the Spice Girls on there. Probably not. I think these days the post office uses more uh, automated and generic stamps they can just print off. But you never know. If you're lucky, you might see one on a letter from England if you get one. Anyway, let's get back to uh, our subject of the day, idioms relating to marriage. Yeah, it seems you're all at it over the holiday period. You're all getting married. Well, you're all getting asked about marriage, it seems. Yeah, when someone asks you to marry them, the way you say that is uh, they propose to you. So, for example, a man might say, I proposed to my girlfriend last night. The girl might say, oh, I love my husband, whatever, Simon, so much. He proposed to me. Or she could use the passive and she could say, oh, I was proposed to last night. So it's always the verb proposed. Yeah, my boyfriend proposed to me. Although these days it could be my, you know, my boyfriend, even in a same-sex couple, or two women, she proposed to me if you're a woman. So 
you can use propose for any type of marriage. Now, the informal way of saying that you're planning to get married is you're saying, oh, my partner and I, we've decided to tie the knots. Um, or did you hear? Um, uh, uh, I'm tying the knots with my boyfriend. But it's more common to say, did you hear? John's tying the knot or Sylvia's tying the knot. We never use the passive. So we don't say they're getting the knot tied. We just say, oh, John's tying the knot. More commonly, though, of course, if you know both of the names, you could say, oh, John and Sylvia, they're tying the knot next week. Uh, or there's a collection at work. Two of our colleagues are getting married. Um, um, John from accounts is marrying uh, Sylvia from customer services. Yeah, they're tying the knot next week. So to tie the knot is one of the most common ways you can talk about someone or two people getting married. And this comes from an ancient tradition where the bride and groom's hands were tied together as a symbol of their union here in the UK. So I don't think that's so common in America because they don't, of course, have ancient traditions. Well, they probably do from the Native Americans, but uh, they, they're kind of a new country, aren't they? So you hear tie the knots a lot here in the UK, and that would be the usual way of saying that somebody's getting married. Oh, Jack and Ian are tying the knots. Uh, Sandra and Elizabeth are tying the knot. So you can use it with any type of marriage, tying the knot. Um, the other way we usually say that in the UK, uh, and this works in American English as well as British, you can simply say you're getting hitched. It's exactly the same as tying a knot, this informal idiom simply means to get married. Uh, and apparently, uh, this comes from the idea of tying horses to a hitching post. So if you've ever watched a John Wayne movie, you know when they tie the horse up, they hitch the horse. They also hitch wagons, don't they? That's a famous proverb, hitch your wagon to a star which means have great ideas, you know, let your ideas go up towards the sky to make you unstoppable. So, yeah, to get hitched, that's very common as well. So, oh, yeah, Jack and Ian are getting hitched. And uh, John and Sylvie are getting hitched. Uh, and it seems, yeah, many of my students, well, at least three or four of them, <laughs> over the Christmas period, have decided to tie the knots or to get hitched. Yeah, I never really thought of Christmas as being romantic, <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Okay, so um, there are other phrases as well. Um, the really traditional, formal way of talking about getting marriage uh, is to give one's hand in marriage. But 
that would be something the priest would say at the wedding ceremony is not very common. Um, so I, I wouldn't use that one. Apparently in African-American culture, and you'll get this if you've watched any Afro-American movies, they use the expression to jump the broom. Now, I've heard that here a few times, but if someone said that to me on the streets, if someone said, oh, did you hear John's jumping the broom? I would assume that uh, he's escaping from prison or something. <laughs> I wouldn't automatically associate that with marriage, but apparently jumping the broom is very common. I have heard it before, and that comes from a wedding tradition where the bride and groom jump over a broom to symbolize the sweeping away of the old and welcoming the new. And by the way, bride is the woman, groom is the man. Uh, the verb to groom can mean to make something look pretty, like to brush your cat or dog, uh, but it also has negative connotations of grooming, which is when you um, try to pull someone into doing an act which may be illegal. Okay, so be careful of the verb to groom. Um, if you hear anything about a person who is grooming somebody, it means that they're intending to commit some kind of criminal offense, usually with someone who's too young to understand what's happening. Okay, so forget about the verb to groom, but the bride and groom uh, is all about the man and woman who's getting married. Of course, here in the UK now, people generally don't get married. They just live together. And that's more common now than getting married is. A lot of people really just don't want the trappings of marriage. So it's easier to live together. Within British culture, it's much more common. I remember... Uh, in the 1990s, let's see, my grandmother died in 1992. And I remember talk at that time about how members of the family couldn't live together while she was alive because she would never have approved of it. It was something that they recognized was still morally wrong. But I think now nobody cares. In fact, I think most of my neighbors are probably living together. The way you know if someone is living together, of course, is they won't refer to their husband or wife as husband or wife because they're not married. They'll refer to the person they're living with as their partner or companion. That's usually a clue, um, although... Some people do that when they're married. I, I refer to my other half as partner quite a lot. Um, also, there's other ways you would know. And I think you can just pick it up. You can just sense it. I mean, it doesn't matter. These days, people who live together have exactly the same rights. So why would they want to get married? Well, if you have children for inheritance purposes... Um, and also to get your children into school and to be recognized as parents, uh, it would often be more convenient to get married. <clears throat> also, 
when you look at medical records and who has access to them and if you go into hospital and who can visit you, of course, marriage would be, you know, much more convenient because it saves a lot of very awkward questions, I think. So there are reasons why people feel that they want or need to get married. People who aren't getting married, um, but they're going to move in together, they usually talk about settling down. This phrase doesn't exclusively refer to marriage, but often includes it as part of the broader idea of transitioning into a stable, more predictable lifestyle. Okay, so if someone says, oh, did you hear about John and Laura? They're settling down together or starting their new life together. That's another phrase you might often hear. So those are the main idioms which are all about marriage and settling down. Yeah, there was one the other day. She came on the system and she said, oh, you know, I'm getting married um, we are tying the knot. Well, she didn't know that idiom. I had to tell her what that was, of course, because um, she's not British. And she was showing me the ring. Uh, you know, usually, well, in some cultures anyway, including the UK, you have an engagement ring. That's when you um, make a promise to get married to each other. And then when you get married, you have the wedding ring. So she's showing me this engagement ring. And she said, isn't it beautiful? It looked tiny. And uh, she said, it's, uh, it's, it has, a, I think she said, three diamonds in it. And I'm looking and I, I said, I can't see the diamonds. And she said, yeah, yeah, it is diamonds. I said, really? Where? And she's like holding this ring up to Skype. And uh, I'm sorry, I said, I don't see the diamonds. And she said, yeah, look, there's three diamonds. And so she eventually took a picture, enlarged it, and sent it over. And there were these three tiny, tiny stones. And I'm thinking, oh, you might at least have got something that you can see with the eye um, without having to put it under a microscope, you know. Um by the way, when you're talking about things that you can see with the eye, you usually use the word naked, things you can see with the naked eye. Like, for example, if you're looking up at the sky tonight, you want to see what planets you can find with your naked eye. So that just means without the help of a telescope. All right, so I'm looking at this ring. I couldn't see any diamonds. I mean, I know my eyesight's not the best. But, um, yeah, I was thinking he might at least have bought something a bit bigger, you know. And apparently she's getting to choose the wedding ring. Well, that'll certainly cost him uh, a bit of money if he's letting her choose. But um, anyway, yeah, that was the story of the wedding ring. So if you are getting married soon, I wish you a lifetime of happiness. Yeah, there we are. Okay, so that's the... Um, that's the idioms about marriage. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Let's talk again soon. And I wish you all a wonderful day, whatever you're doing. Bye.